0: A Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two One Hundred Three.
1: There's so much going on around the southeast for Christmas time, but if you want to experience some Christmas browsing with a the difference, then North Wexford could be the place for you. You could head to Place just outside Gory to experience their studio with clothing, jewellery, and accessories on offer. You can check them out on Instagram if you search for Place. Evolution, or you could head to the farmers markets in Gori itself or Kilmuckridge with gift ideas like artisan candles on offer in both markets. And just outside Gori on the Sea Road in Balamuni is the location of a new pop-up just minutes from Balamuni Beach. Onya Breen of Liwu Jewellery has transformed her office into a welcoming pop-up shop with mulled wine and a fire roaring and her own jewellery designs and other local and Ukrainian products on offer. I visited the pop-up during the week as Anya prepared for the opening.
2: Hi, my name is Anya Breen and you're very welcome to the Liwu pop-up shop here in Ballymoney, County Wexford. We are on the sea road uh, towards Ballymoney Beach. So it's lovely and convenient. It's about five kilometres outside of Gory Town. And what do you do? What is Lee Woo? Lee Woo is uh, jewellery with meaning. So um, our jewellery all has symbolism um, and they all have different meanings and they come with a lovely card to explain what they mean. So they're very you know, appropriate for gifting. Um, um, you get to ex- express different sentiments with every piece. Now,
1: we spoke to you a long time ago, but explain why we spoke to you back oh then, because you're yeah. quite cool. <laughs> uh
2: About, was that four years ago, or that? <laughs> uh, about four years ago, we were included in the Oscar bags, uh, um, the gift bags for those. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, this is our first time doing the pop-up uh, here at home in Ballymoney, so... We live uh, on a farm actually just off the sea road and we have converted a little office that we had in the yard uh, into a pop-up shop. So at the pop-up shop we will have um, all our leeway pieces so it's really nice for people because mostly I sell online, we are carried in some stockists and we often get people coming to try on and look, jewellery is that kind of thing that you need to touch and feel and uh, it's a nice experience to come look and um, so we decided to open the pop-up and to, do, to add to not only our own collections, we have a few other uh, jewellery collections that I sourced um, from France and Italy, again responsible jewellery made sustainably uh, locally in Europe. Um, if you come over here now Orla, I can show you some of um, my pieces that we make here in Ireland. Um, And then I'll show you some of the other brands we have. So a lot of our stuff, as I said, has meaning. So um, some of our best sellers will all be on display, such as the tree of life, which is absolutely beautiful one for maybe a mum because it means family connection and wisdom. So that's something they can carry through life and um, they'll always know when they look at it. So it's a timeless piece. Um, And we also have like the lucky horseshoe. Uh, So not just for the horse lover out there, although standing here on the farm, it's very appropriate for many people I know, uh, but it also means love and protection so it's a really nice one for a friend um, our most popular piece now orla is um, the dara knot which symbolizes strength and a lot of people have got go through difficult times as we know and they have to rely on their inner strength so that's a lovely one for a friend or a family member going through a difficult time just to draw on their inner strength and you know that you're thinking of them They are all made here in Ireland um, using recycled silver and gold. So we carry everything in um, sterling silver, uh, gold-plated sterling silver, and solid nine-carat gold. And everything is hallmarked in Dublin Castle. All our pieces that we make in Ireland is hallmarked in Dublin Castle for reassuring you the quality. It's the most to have different styles of jewellery so i sourced a brand from paris it's called M and Chloe's, and it's more chunky more fashion so it's stainless steel plated or brass plated and it's just lovely pick me up great stocking fillers more trendy for your night out maybe so another little lovely stocking fillers are the jewellery boxes. They're a lovely travel case, they're in lovely velvet. We carry them in two different colours. And then we also carry jewellery trays by another girl. who they make, She makes them locally uh, pieces by Jade. And they're fab, like to have on your side locker, to put your jewellery on at night time, that kind of thing.
1: Anya has a recent connection with the Ukraine and is incorporating some Ukrainian products into her pop-up.
2: Back in March, or we were all, or February, we were very shocked to watch uh, everything that was happening in the Ukraine. And at the time, I decided we actually had our office out in our little self-contained granny flat. And I decided that I couldn't sit on a self-contained granny flat anymore. We had had other people in it, family members, up until a couple of months before, previous. So then we decided we it up and um, we got. A Ukrainian family and they came into our lives by chance there was a local guy uh, I was in school with and he had a connection with a lady from Ukraine and she came over uh, she came over to she is just a great lady uh, Irina and she managed to house 18 or yeah 18 different people here in Ireland her friends and family through one connection and um, and so she came along and she had a lady and uh, twins that needed a place to come to and I arrived at the airport and I uh, picked them up And we're so lucky because they are absolutely gorgeous people. But as chance would have it, they're actually fashion designers. So we have a good connection and uh, the kids are gorgeous. Um, So we've been really lucky. We have started working together, collaborating together. And they did our, uh, Irina and Olona have a photography business now. Like they, and they did our Christmas shoot. So our whole Christmas campaign was shot by Olona and Irina. So we were so lucky and um, so they're women of many talents and very creative and at this at the shop um here we're going to have some crafts by uh alona's mum she joined us during the summer and she do, she is also a talented artist and she's making some beautiful felt goods so little pencil cases little decorations that kind of thing so they're beautiful so you'll have to come check those out too and support um a ukrainian lady just trying to make her way in ireland We have open days where the gate will be open and it'll be fully signed from Money. So it's Thursday, Friday and Saturday, um, the 8th, 9th and 10th and then the following week again, that's the 15th, 16th, 17th and also on the 22nd and the 23rd, the Thursday and the Friday. However, that's when the gate will be open and it'll be all open. We are open by appointment every other day. So the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, get in touch via Instagram, email, phone me and we can arrange a little appointment because we'll be all set up and ready to chat.
1: Brilliant. And how can people get onto your Instagram? Uh,
2: it is uh, Jewelry, Liwu Jewellery, L I W U Jewellery.
1: Lovely. Yeah. Happy Christmas. You're going to be very busy.
2: You mer- yeah, Merry Christmas. I hope so.
3: There you
1: go yet another option for a Christmas day out lots going on in North Wexford including Anya's pop-up in Ballymoney you can check out more details as she said on her Instagram it is Lee Woo Jewellery and Anya has just added another local business to her pop-up shop and that is Darcy Bow Clothing and they have some gorgeous unique children's clothing you can check them out on Instagram too they're at Darcy Bow but they will be at the Lee Woo pop-up on the Sea Road in Ballymoney and um, And those dates again, as Anya said, December 8th to 10th, December 15th to the 17th and December 22nd and 23rd and that's from 10am to 5pm.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103
1: Well, Christmas parties and they all seem to be happening next Friday and Saturday whenever I talk to people it is next week that the Christmas party is happening so we thought we'd have a little bit of an advice uh, section right now because Christmas parties or the post Christmas party can be an anxiety laden day but even if you get over the fact that you Told Martin in accounts that you've always fancied him that doesn't mean that your actions at the party haven't been forgotten or won't have an impact in your workplace Elaine Fennelly is the author of probably the best named Book of all time, Elaine. Nude, rude, lewd, crude, screwed and sued. 50 HR stories from the modern workplace. She's based here in the southeast, and she joins me this morning with some tips on how to ensure the Christmas party doesn't affect your career path. You're very welcome.
4: Oh, hi, Orla. Thank you very much for having me in. And where and
1: do you sit on Christmas parties, Elaine? Because I
4: love a Christmas party We're everybody kind of miss- loves them yeah okay yeah. good they're great fun yeah, and I love look them. it's a great way to blow away steam it's the end of the year you're celebrating everything let your hair down most people have two weeks off and you know it really is a milestone in the in the work calendar it is but yeah it comes with a lot of problems doesn't <laughs> it I was only listening to a podcast last night with um, the HR suite and they had a survey of a hundred companies And 33% of them had HR issues to deal with the following Monday. Yeah. Okay. So, like. Because
1: I think as employees, we just think of, oh, what was I saying? What was
4: I doing? Whereas for employers, it can get a little bit out of hand, can it? Oh, my God. It really has become a minefield for employers because the Christmas party is an extension of the office. So, all of the policies and procedures that you have in place in the office from sexual harassment, data protection, Um, dignity and inclusion, they all apply on the work night out. So a manager has a duty of care to make sure that none of those policies are breached in any serious way. And if they have, they have to follow their own disciplinary procedure. So, yeah, so what might be some drunken rambling from someone um, out at a, a restaurant table if it, it gets a little bit nasty or a little bit aggressive that has to be dealt with either there or the following Monday. So
1: us as employees shouldn't be thinking sure that was just a party
4: it is still the workplace. That's the big mistake Orla employees treat it like they're going out with their family or their bunch of friends <laughs> there's pranks, there's drinks there's skimpy <laughs> outfits there's crazy dancing and like that's all very well if it's fun and you draw the line but if you take it over and above and you know and we've heard horror stories of assaults of broken furniture destroyed hotel rooms you name it we've heard it and it has to be dealt with and unfortunately for some employees it can be a real kind of a a halt um, or a stop in their career because they have to be disciplined and it has to be dealt with. Wow, and that can stay with you for a very long time as well. It can really stay a long time and these days the biggest offenders are people with phones. So most companies have (laughs) social media policies and GDPR. So you can't take photographs of people without them knowing and circulating it. But guess what? It's a great competition for people to do on nights out at tables. They're they're sharing them on WhatsApp. They're sharing on group emails. And that has to be dealt with, you know, once it comes to management attention. Oh,
1: okay. that's what I was about to say to you. So once someone complains about it, then it it could stay in the ether forever and never be mentioned. (laughs) But it's about
4: if someone complains about something that happens. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a manager and you see it happening, you have a duty to uh, intervene and deal with it. And if you hear about it, you also have a a duty to intervene. It could be your uh, staff wearing company logo T-shirts or sweatshirts. And if they're behaving outrageously and the content ends up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you need to deal with that employee because that's not acceptable. Okay. It's damaging the company's reputation, both nationally and these days, internationally. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: never thought of these things. I again. know, not fun, is it? And I'm missing my Christmas party this year, <laughs> and that's possibly a good thing. Um, we, What about the employers, though, and, and accommodating people? And I don't just mean about accommodation if you're not from the area that you're from. What about dietary requirements and stuff like that? What should employees expect from their Christmas party night out? in terms of stuff like that?
4: So an employer has a duty of care so they have to make sure if there's alcohol being served that they have reasonably uh, set out the expectations and sent out an email to their staff reminded them not to drink drive found out about any allergies Um, And just making sure that they are doing as much as they can to take care of the employee. And if that's done in advance, you'd be surprised most people will remember that. And, you know, of the companies that ended up with cases in the WRC and in the HR office, they hadn't set out a policy in advance or set out a little reminder. So I always say to employers, send out your reminders. It doesn't have to be really boring and ruin the night. But just remind people, hey, this is an extension of work. All our policies still apply. Have fun, but don't take it too far. OK, good advice. And are there things that people could complain
1: about that are just a bit ridiculous? You know, are there things that employees should realise? Well, you know, just leave that. If you get oh, me. yeah.
4: Look, I think having been a manager myself and spoken to a lot of HR and CEOs, you have to take it all uh, with a grain of salt. You know, there's alcohol, there's fun. If somebody comes in with a really trivial comment, like a bitchy comment about an outfit or you know, someone's dancing skills, forget about (laughs) it. (laughs) And that happens. But if somebody comes in and says like, you know, that when the management team left, uh, they were assaulted or groped, that has to be dealt with. You know, the person has to be called in. There has to be investigations, statements. Yeah. And HR people can be tied up in knots for a long time trying to
1: sort it out. Okay, so it's kind of manage what you expect from your HR department as well and from management. Like if someone said your dancing is terrible. Yeah absolutely You know that's ridiculous It yeah. is ridiculous You
4: know and even on the night What a lot of the big Multinationals are doing Particularly in Dublin Is um, they're assigning A sober person on the night okay. So that if things are Starting to get a little bit rowdy They intervene there and then Nip it in the bud Don't wait for it to become An issue on Monday And I think that's Although it sounds A little bit boring mm. It probably is a good idea You know well, Especially somebody, for massive
1: companies With big employee numbers as well Totally
4: Is this an Irish thing You know Or
1: is it across the board When it comes to Christmas parties Do you think Elaine
4: Do you know what I I think it's kind of an Irish thing (laughs) to say that, but like, I I mean, I have worked for many, many years and even one of the last companies I worked in, I took some photographs myself and put them up on the company notice board. It was a multinational and they didn't like the fact that there was alcohol in any shape or form in the photographs, even though they were nice, staged, posed photographs down in Jeff's um, (laughs) that didn't go down well. So I thought, wow, there really is a zero tolerance in the other, you know, countries that, you know this company is present in we have a lot of time off we build up to it curb it a little bit go out and have a great time but just remember they're not your friends they're your colleagues Just something you said there Elaine as well and, and not necessarily about Christmas
1: parties we have a lot of time off so we have much more holidays than you um, than most other countries do we when it comes to workplaces.
4: We do. I think, you know, and you certainly haven't worked for a lot of multinationals. It really is just one day off for them. Their probably big event is Thanksgiving and that's probably only a weekend. Yeah. So yeah, it is quite unusual that most people will have a week to two weeks off. At and Christmas. I think that's okay. what's the build up. You know, you're really looking forward oh, to yeah. just letting your hair down, getting out. I mean, particularly after COVID, I can't imagine what this year's Christmas parties. I think I they're gonna be real fun. I think yeah. HR are going to be very busy. <laughs> Okay, so what are the main tips that
1: you want to give to employees, especially on the run up to their Christmas party? What should they be thinking about?
4: I think to employees, remember, this is essentially a work event paid for and organised by the company. Don't pick out your skimpiest outfit. Don't oh, do your most outrageous dancing. Why don't pick out your skimpiest outfit? Oh, though? Because look, you should
1: be allowed to wear what you want. You, you should know? be allowed
4: to wear what you want. But remember, you know, there is an element of conservatism in work. I and suppose. representation of the company. Absolutely. And just have fun. And I think to employers, I would definitely, if you haven't got a policy in place, get one drafted. You can easily contact ISMI or IBEC and they'd be happy to share policies with you. And then roll it out just a week before or a day before. A gentle reminder about drink driving, about representing the company and just reminding people to have fun in a safe way.
1: Okay, brilliant stuff. Thanks a million for coming in, Elaine. You're going to have to call out the name of your book again because it is a mouthful in a brilliant way. But I keep getting the
4: words mixed up. It's rude. No, it's It's nude. It's nude, rude, lewd, crude, Screwed and sued screwed, Available absolutely. on Amazon
1: Okay good stuff And they are 50 HR stories And they're Quite interesting stories <laughs> Yeah well If someone is there. bored
4: Over Christmas And they want to read Some outrageous stuff That employees get up to Have a little purchase Of my <laughs> book <laughs> That's Elaine Fenley.
0: The Sunday Grill On Beat 102-103
1: It's a Sunday morning, it's the Sunday Grill and you are listening to Beat 102, 103. Let's talk about some local gift shopping this morning for Christmas. You know it's really important to try and shop locally. If you have a sea swimmer in your life, then the products from Guillemin Clothing might be an idea for you. Stephen Butler is from the company, and he joins me this morning to tell us more. You're very welcome, Stephen.
5: Good morning, Orla. How are you?
1: I'm just. I'm very well, thank you. I'm just presuming you're a massive sea swimmer, are you?
5: Um, yeah. Well, sea swimmer and uh, part-time triathlete. Um, Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You just had to (laughs) get that one in there. Very (laughs) part-time. Yeah, very (laughs)
1: part-time. I did a triathlon once. I came second last.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's not the position. It's the taking part.
1: Well, that is true. But you know, the swim was the worst bit for me. It was quite. It it it, is the
5: most daunting thing for most people. Yeah. 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 Particularly the sea. Mm. Uh, The cold is one. Yeah. And because most people pool swim. So you have choppiness. Yes. Uh, The crowds of people.
1: No, that was the main thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't like there's the cheering the on. not able to see the bottom. Is yeah. What and your freaks. face in the water. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. those things. And not having the right gear because you're not a triathlete. <laughs> so you just bought a random, you know, yeah. swimsuit. And part-time triathlete and a sea swimmer. An all-around sea swimmer all year round? Um,
5: Trying to get into all-around sea swimming. Okay. Um, I, I do have huge admiration for the people that, you know, the January, February swimmers. My mum my and dad are both all-around sea swimmers. Wow. And uh, avid all around sea God, swimmers. It's a, it's a it's a daily routine. So wow. I do have huge admiration because um, yeah, it gets pretty cold.
1: It does. I also have huge admiration for the people who have the time to do that yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Look, I know the Gilliamine, you know the Gilliamine, but for people who don't know the Gilliamine, how would you describe it? And why did you incorporate it into the name of your company, Gillamine? Clothing? It's a great
5: question. Um, I suppose the Gillamine is probably, it's one of the most iconic locations in in Waterford and mm. Shemore for sea swimming. Um, it attracts crowds I mean in the summer it's you know you can't get a parking spot it's Mm -hmm. so busy Uh, and it just has everything to offer it's 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 crystal clear it's clean it's beautiful Um, and you've got both you've got Newtown Cove and you've got the Gilliman. so you can sit on the on the Stony Beach in Newtown Cove you can barbecue there you can picnic you know you've got every all the amenities um, and the guillamine is for the swimmers where you can you know the diving board you see everyone loves the diving board. Yeah, it's well amazing. the diving platform since yes. the, the let's not talk <laughs> about the diving board. Um but it's just it, it's kind of an icon and, and it attracts huge crowds to go, mm-hmm. particularly in the summer. The thing about the guillamine is it's you know, even at low tide, it's still deep enough that you can dive in and have a swim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some of us will swim to the pier and back again, right. and some will swim to the beach and back, and some just get in and float and, and, and have a you know. There's a bit of a, a kind of a community where people just go and get a dip and have a chat and you know hang around in the water, and it's that kind of soul searching and refreshing. And um, but it's for all. I mean, I think it's for everybody, and everyone gets some enjoyment out of it, which I think is great.
1: And I think you just hit the nail on the head when it comes to su- sea swimming, and especially in during the pandemic, that it was that mm. kind of community-led activity that you could do outside yeah. and it, it really has cottoned on. And is yeah. this where your idea for Gillamine Clothing yeah, came from? Yeah, pretty
5: much. I mean, <clears throat> when you looked around, I was looking, like anything online, there's a lot of online apparel now, a lot of clothes, shops mm. coming up. And I was looking and I actually came across one that said the 40 foot. And I thought, that's you know really interesting. Someone's honed in on something, which as a, as a child Another growing icon, up. Another icon, really. Yeah, as yeah. a child growing up in in Dunleary, the 40 mm. foot for us was huge. I mean, it's, everybody went swimming and a bit like in Waterford, everyone was swimming in, in the mm-hmm. Um So I saw this kind of brand, the foot, and I thought, well, there isn't one, you know, this iconic site, the Gilliamine, there's no brand that references that. And mm. I thought, you know, so I went and I just designed a logo and, and stuck it on a couple of T-shirts and thought, that's interesting. And it kind of grew from there. And all of a sudden, you know, did an online shop, set up an Instagram page, you, social media is, is so powerful nowadays, and it kind of just grew legs from there, and that's kind of how it's started. And and is this
1: your background then? No, no,
5: no. <clears throat> my background, I my day job, I work in the me- medical device industry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So
1: when you say designing something for a T-shirt, it's just something that came from your from yeah, your head then, pretty
5: much. Yeah, pretty much. Just oh. kind of sat there and played around with a few logo designs, kind of online, just going, that looks, you know, really good, and. Was trying to capture the sea and the waves and something and the wild about water slogan is when you when you actually google the guillotine comes up wild about water mm-hmm. and I thought, that's that's a fantastic uh, slogan so you know did my research had look, and, and there was nothing there and nobody was was using it so i went and you know designed the logo and uh got the commercial rights on it and thought well we can put this on some tops and some t-shirts and see where it goes not expecting it to kind of go where it's gone in such a short space of time and mm. it was only this is only July August mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there playing around having an idea and here we are now December and um we can't keep on top of the orders that are going out the door which is fantastic and um, is
1: that uh increase because of Christmas like have you seen it kind of get busier now yeah i
5: think so i think you know the whole black friday cyber monday mm-hmm. thing we've we kind of did something for that which was really great but i think as people what we're trying to do is is design sustainable clothes, uh, good quality that are going to last. Mm. But equally, we're trying to provide a service where when you order, <clears throat> I was doing a run on Friday. I got home from work on Friday evening and I had, I think I had about 15 orders to prep and get out from mm. that day. So I went and I did my orders and as I was doing my going out orders, uh, someone had ordered something that evening and that happened to be on the way. So they ordered and about half an hour later, I was still oh, at their front door I going. I love that. they went, oh my God, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you. That would really satisfy yeah. the shopper so, in me. And that's what we're trying to do. you know. So we're trying to do it where you, if you order today, we might even get it today, if not tomorrow. Okay. Now, it doesn't always happen because we're, we're also trying to manage stock and, and mm. influx of orders. So it's it's a fine balance. But by and large, if you order today, we'd be able to deliver today, if not tomorrow. Okay. And brilliant. that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to do you know, really good. Clothing mm. that's sustainable, but have a really good service as well. And and most of the stuff in Waterford, I'll hand deliver myself.
1: Okay, brilliant. Yeah. What are we talking here? T-shirts, hoodies. What else? T-shirts, you? as you can see.
5: I know, you obviously, where it's radio, oh, but I'm wearing. Lovely. I'm wearing, yeah, this and, is our you know, hoodie.
1: Yeah, and nice and without sounding very. uh It's nice and plain, and that's what you want. And that's you what know? you want. It's yeah. not. Yeah, and then I have a, a I have a t-shirt on underneath as well. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Um. So crew necks. Crew necks have been hugely popular. Lovely. Uh. Beanies is another one. So oh, fab. The beanies are... are I, I can't keep them in stock. So we I initially got three and they're really cool names like Lavender Fizz and Milkshake Mix and then I added a one called a Winterberry and literally gone. In, in an instant, the minute I put it up, it sold out. Brilliant. So I'm trying to... Okay. Try, the other really, I suppose, interesting and learning curve for us is the... Trying to manage the inventory as well in mm. terms of... because
1: and where are you doing it so, all? Are you doing it from your house? Uh, doing it from home. Okay. But
5: I have a printer uh, in Dublin. Well, I say I um I was using a UK company and I still use a UK company for, for some of my printing because mm. it was just quick and it was and it was easy to do it that way. Um but a girl contacted me from Wicklow and she said, "Hey, I I do, I wholesale all of the jumpers and hoodies that you do and I also have a printing service as well." So Great. now I have them sourced through a girl in Wicklow. And she gets them printed in a Dublin printer for me and right. then I can do them in lots where And that makes it easier for me. Much you easier. As well. So like I ordered okay. last night. Um we've got a load of orders yesterday. Summer items were out of stock, so I, mm. I ordered last night. She'll have them probably to the printers in the morning and I should have them Monday evening. So if you even if you ordered yesterday, you'll probably have it by Tuesday next okay. week at the latest.
1: And are they all as subtle as your hoodie um, there?
5: No, I'll show you not quite as subtle. The hood, the crew next, Now he's taking off his
1: hoodie (laughs) Oh yeah lovely So it has the icon Of the Gilliamine And yeah The hoodie print Is slightly different To the crew neck And t-shirt
5: print Um, But they're all the same Yeah And we are I am working on a couple of new Uh um, Designs for 23 Um, We're working on a a Kind of a range Called the Sea Searchers range Okay lovely Just trying to add a different Just something different A different kind of range Still keeping The Gillamine The brand But It'll be called the Sea Church. The Gillamine will still be in the title, but it'll be called the Sea Searchers uh, brand. It'll be like a big sun and, you know, just, just something different, just a little bit of kind of twist on it. But, Brilliant. Yeah, I think that's important as well to try and... Keep looking to see totally new trends, and, and you what see it across the world. For. You yeah. see,
1: you know, these iconic places have T-shirts and all different types of clothing in their mm. name. So it's great to yeah. see the Gillamine as well. If you want to see what Stephen was showing me just there, Gillamine clothing on Instagram, and that's probably the best place for people to order yeah, as well. Yeah, a clothing in your bio there. Yeah. Yeah. there's a
5: link in the bio, and also there's a shop linked to Instagram, which will bring you directly to our website.
1: Okay, well. brilliant, Stephen. Thanks a million for coming in. If you have a sea swimmer in your life, or not even someone who just likes a nice warm hoodie and to to show off the gilamine gilamine clothing is on instagram and stephen butler is the man behind it happy christmas to you
5: and many happy returns thanks orla the sunday grill on beat 102 103
1: Across the southeast, it's Beat 102 and 03 and lots of southeast winners at the On Post Irish Book Awards, including my next guest, Shona Shirley MacDonald, is a resident of the Grailthocht area in County Waterford and the Specsavers Children Book of the Year in the senior section was illustrated by her. Girls Who Slay Monsters was written by Ellen Ryan It was illustrated by Shona and she joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning to tell us more. Congratulations, Shona. Oh, thank you. And what Did you have a great weekend last week when you were at the Book Awards?
3: Yeah, well, it was a pretty overwhelming event. You know, usually I'm in my studio working away, not at um, black-tie events, but yeah, it was pretty cool. You're from Scotland, but you're living in Rhine in
1: the Grailtocht area in County Waterford. How did you end up there?
3: Um, well, actually, when we moved to Unrhyne and then but now we're living in Shannapable, which is still part of the, the Grailtocht area. Okay. Um, but we, well, my partner is working in Waterford and... Uh, we were looking for a place and then we found this place in Haldock Head um just on the, the Coast Guard cottages there and it just seemed like such a beautiful place and obviously um it was important that it was in that it was a great top as well because Kieran's blue Irish speaker and oh, okay. um, so we uh yeah then we just didn't leave <laughs> we've just been yeah. You know, so we've been there since since then for over over
1: ten years. Lovely. Um, and how is your Irish coming along then, Shona?
3: Um I'm supposed to so you know I'm I'm getting there, but I'm not I'm not fluent yet. But I will be. Okay.
1: Tell us about girls who slay monsters and how you imagined the characters because that was your job in a way. Ellen wrote the words, you imagined the characters. How did this all come about?
3: She had written it, and then at that point, it's when the publisher came in and um, asked me if I'd do the illustrations. So they they got me on board,
2: and um,
3: so I got to read some of the stories, and I just thought they seemed quite fresh and exciting. Like I really am interested in in history and mythology, and I, I really like that these were. And um, like Ellen did a lot of research, so it is based on stories that are there, the manuscripts. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, they are re- um, retellings, and she has interpreted them in her own way. And. Um, So all the characters are very independent and um, just know their own minds. And, yeah, I I like that about it. And um, what I was required to do, really, was to create an illustration uh, showing each character, uh, one for each of the short stories, and um, putting across um, their character and their power as well. And it it had to be portraits as well, so it was quite specific. and there was quite a short amount of time, so it was quite an intense project to work on. To and, and, and what did and you do? Right.
1: Did you use people to, and their profiles, or how, how did you imagine these different faces?
3: Um, well, after reading the story, I did um, lots of different sketches to try and get the, the composition right, and then once that was... Uh, and to try and show like, who they were and put in all the relevant um, details, uh, and when it was approved, then I, because I knew there had to be an element of realism and I wanted, I really needed to get uh, models. So I did ask people to, I would either take a photo of them to work from or I'd um, take a photo of myself doing the pose and send them that and then they'd have to take a photo of them doing the pose um, to get their angle and expression and, um, yeah, so, and sometimes, yeah, it was difficult to to mm. ask people, not knowing if they'd be...
1: And were they mostly uh, okay it? with taking part?
3: Yeah, they were, actually. Yeah, no, cause I know, was, because I was worried because, you know, I, I, they couldn't read it beforehand, so... Mm-hmm you know, ask it's a sort of level of trust really asking them to yeah. to give over a part of their likeness. I'd be okay with that, story. I think,
1: yeah.
3: And is there okay. a, <laughs>
1: a, a character in particular, Shona, that you, that you like the best from Ellen's book?
3: No, there's there's loads that I like. Hmm. Um well I would say I oh, was just thinking about um people I asked to get to model for so, like I did like I asked um like cousins of mine and cousins of of my partners and um then also um one of the characters is uh, a goddess farmer, like Ireland's first farmer. And there's actually um, a lady just down the road who's um, started a business of farming, it's, uh, Gary Mara. And so... I asked her to model the character so she did, so it just oh, seemed perfect to ask her.
1: Now you're an author yourself as well um, and one of your books was chosen for the 2020 International Board on Books for Young People, it's called The Puka Party and it was shortlisted for the Irish Book Awards in 2018 as well, tell us a little bit about that.
3: I'd love to write as well as to illustrate and um, I really enjoyed doing The Puka Party because it's uh, just a lot of fun and so monsters and Cake and um, <laughs> it's the first uh, picture book I've
1: written Well look some, some lovely suggestions there for people if they're looking for books for kids over the Christmas time you can check out what Shona is doing um, on her website and that is shonasherleymcdonald.com and Shona thank you so much for joining me this morning and congratulations again on that Irish Book Award for the illustrations of the girls who slay monsters Oh uh, Thank you
0: the Sunday
5: Grill on beat 102 103. Beat
1: 102 103 on a Sunday morning. You are listening to me, Orla Rappel, and him, Brian Griffin. He's our movie reviewer, by the way. Me and him. Me and him. <laughs> that could be that's movie the show. Itself. That's it, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there, don't steal it. Our podcast that you keep talking about. Yeah, that would be, be, be just basically you telling me that I'm wrong. Uh, Anyway, Brian is on a roll with two movies in one week again. Two very different movies. The first being Matilda, the musical. You probably know the story. The lead is Irish actress Alicia Weir. She was spotted after her stint on the toy show and she kind of blew people away. And seemingly she has the performance of the whole film Phenomenal in this. Okay great yeah, We'll talk uh, about that That don't want to first. spoil anything But phenomenal Okay and then later on We're going to talk about The Harvey Weinstein movie She Said I've also heard really good things About that Yeah it's very okay. two very
0: different movies okay. they very yeah, incredibly people. different Same kind of message Though behind them
1: Okay don't be bullied
0: Well there's like There's they, they, they mean people mm, Yeah added, so getting, quite, getting their comeuppance Yeah
1: Like all good fairy tales Okay let's have a listen To Matilda The musical first this school
4: is full of rebels. You. What
3: is your name? Matilda.
1: Matilda, Matilda Wormwood. Okay. Um, oh, I love a bit of Roald Dahl, to tell you the truth. How yeah. how does this fare?
0: Orla, this movie is magic.
1: Magic, magic. A mus- now you love a musical, Brian. You I remember. do love a
0: musical. I'm biased in that respect, but it was magic. Like it was so colourful. It was so energetic. It was crazy times. But it was so like you laugh a lot of times. I may have cried once or twice. Oh, but fine. it's one of those films where it's like I've I've been listening to the soundtrack since it's. Just honestly, I could not recommend going to see a film in the cinema. More. Okay.
1: Now I feel I have seen Matilda the musical on the stage, yeah. yes?
0: I see I haven't. I hadn't gone in and my friends were saying the songs were great Listen to them. I was yeah. like, No, I wanna get fresh from when I see it in the thing and be blown away and it was I'm glad I did. Like the songs are great, like you could go in knowing them, but I Go in as fresh as you can from really, I think, okay. is the best thing.
1: Tell us about our, our Irish star, Alicia Weir.
0: So she plays Matilda, and I think everyone kind of knows the story of Matilda. But basically, she's born into a house of parents that don't really want her. Mm-hmm. And she she's not really given it. Like, she's not really allowed to go to school. And then she eventually does go to school. But the principal is Miss Trunchbull, who's... Emma Thompson. Emma, played by Emma Thompson, but possibly, like, one of the meanest people you've ever seen okay. in a film. Right. And uh, she gradually goes through, and she stands up to her, and gradually... They, they they pool together as a school and they, they fight for their fight their fight for their reason to be naughty I suppose is the, is the song like, but it's it's just so fun it's so energetic and colourful like from the first scene it's like these babies are <laughs> singing and it's like it's one of those things Like I was like I'm in 100% yeah in.
1: and who plays the really lovely teacher who kind of um, very much takes Miss Honey w- yes Miss so funny. it's played
0: by Lashana Lynch which is crazy because I know her from James Bond okay. so I was like Okay, let's see what she's like. But she was in The Woman King a few weeks ago. Oh, right. So she was kind of like a mentor role there. So it's kind of like a transition from 007, like an action person to like a role model action person. It's just kind of a role model now. So it's the full range of others. She's found her niche, but uh, she's she's fantastic in it. She's really... So kind. It's just like this exudes this kind energy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being so nice to this movie already, right, but I loved it. Okay. I lo- and this one of the songs is just stuck in my head oh, since then. I love then, so. to
1: hear that. Anything else you want to say about Alicia Weir? How would you describe her performance she as was Matilda? sensation Well, like, that's a good description. Since sens-
0: honestly, she she stole the scene. Anything she was in, and like she's in. with Stephen Graham was her dad, and mm. I think he's like. There's certain actors if they're in something. No matter what it is, I'm going because they're Mm. so good. You know, they've their pick of the litter that they'll only pick the best things. And he's great in it. But he 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 allows her to have her moments as well, I suppose, in like an acting term. But she also steals the scenes from him when he's like, like in charge of it, like, you know, but she's—it's fantastic. The dynamics between are fantastic. Okay, good. It's just go. really, really well done adaptation of it, to be fair.
1: Okay, brilliant. Let's give it some black puddings. I'll give it like a 9 out, of, nine out of ten. Okay, you are doing so well movie wise. Oh, I'm loving getting it. The good ones screen. Black puddings out of ten for Matilda. Let's move on to something ridiculously different. This is She Set.
2: Why is sexual harassment so pervasive and so hard to address? Let's interrogate the whole system. Hi, my name is Jody Cantor. I'm an investigative reporter for the New York Times. What have you got? I was told that the wrongdoing in Hollywood is overwhelming. I don't want to be quoted, period. Understood.
3: In your previous stories,
2: how did you persuade women to tell you what had happened to them? A case I made was, I can't change what happened to you in the past but together we may be able to help protect other people. The truth, basically.
1: Okay, do uh, you know, this is like, it's only a few days ago that I started to hear about this movie. This right. wasn't on the PR machine for me for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's 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 actually, I feel like it's half documentary, half movie, because it feels like almost the recre- like recreation of... Scenes and it feels so. It's just like in Spotlight. It is Mm -hmm. a mixture of like Spotlight and uh, and a documentary essentially because it has that feel of like genuine people just working away on a day to day life. There's no like special things that happen. It's just they their work is good. You know, and the the cast is so. They don't take the they don't take the biggest names because like Carrie Mulligan is like. Promising a Young Woman was, for me, the, like, her standout thing. Mm. And then Zoe Kazan as well. She was yeah, in...
1: Ashley Judd, Gwyneth Paltrow. You see, know?
0: they were in it because they were the women that were ac- accusing Harvey Weinstein. They okay. got the actual actors to be in it, ah, which I thought was sensational. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Ashley Judd is famous because... Well, she's yeah. obviously an actor, but she was like one of the main accusers to begin with, and she is the person that they talked to. When they're talking to Ashley Judd in the movie, they're talking to Ashley oh, Judd. I
1: love this. This would actually make me go and see this. Um okay and we know so much about the Harvey Weinstein case and the Me Too movement yeah. that came from the revelations about his career in films. Uh, are we is there anything else that we we're told in this movie or is it all stuff we knew already?
0: It's it, it's a lot of interesting things of the pushback mm. behind the scenes. Like okay. of of them trying to like, because everyone knew that they was they were like all these people were named and kind of came out of nowhere for people like us. Oh, mm-hmm. They just, oh my god, what's happening here? But for them, it's like you see that it's known and like everyone wanted to talk, but they couldn't. And the way that the the reporters, the journalists, got in between the cracks of like, okay, they can't talk to anyone that signed the NDA, and like they got the settlements, but they go to the people that paid the settlements because they don't have an NDA signed. Do you mean are the accountants? Mm-hmm. Do you mean it's it's a very clever thing, but. It's just some people you can see just really putting everything on the line, and to know it's a real thing that happened is insane. Like you know, and it's uh, there's uh Andrew Brower who plays like Holt in, in Brooklyn Nine Nine is is the is plays Dean, Baquet. Uh, okay. but he's like the the editor, and he's so like like whenever Harvey Weinstein calls, he's like puts him down. Like he he won't allow him to have any say that's not like on the record or whatever and it's such a good representation of good journalism junk and then it's like you see all the but it's funny to see behind the scenes of what the news stories are what they had to go through together Mm -hmm. and like what the journalists' lives are like because they are also putting themselves in danger Mm -hmm. with these kind of things as Mm -hmm. well and you see things and they tell stories like it starts off in Ireland in 1992 like so you're like Immediately, like, oh, my God. Why in Ireland? So close to home, because they were filming something over here. Okay. And she got a, one of the girls got a job as a runner and right. whatever. But, like, they were in Venice as well. And as we know, I've been in Venice. But uh-huh. where they were sitting, it's you like, have. to know that they were sitting there and then this, like, horrible thing happened afterwards, you know. It it really hits home in a way that's, like, really weird, you yeah. know. Because you can see these girls who just are working. Mm. They're not anything more than that. And then they just... been
1: taken advantage yeah. of. Yourself. Okay um, She said a very different movie to our first one It is one. very
0: different but it is very good and like very well acted as well I okay. thought like Carey Mulligan and Zoe Kazan are yeah, fantastic Yeah Carey
1: it. Mulligan Give us some uh, Black puddings please I give it like an 8 out of 10 Okay So your preferred movie is Matilda obviously I right? do I love Matilda okay, so, with so much Okay a big smile on your face as you're talking about that but Those two movies are out now It is a golden time for cinema viewing Yeah 9 out of 10 for Matilda the Musical and 8 out of 10 for She Said Thanks William Bryan No
0: bother at all The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103.